Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas, our first episode of 2024. Uh, It's been a few weeks. I'll say this. December was the busiest I've been in a really long time, and I've really missed getting to do this. And um, to those of you who've been waiting for an episode, it's here. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to wish everyone a happy new year, belated Merry Christmas. Um, to those of you who may be new, uh, listening or watching, maybe you, uh, joined us as a partner on our Christmas tour in December. I want to say welcome. I want to thank you for your partnership, let you know that we are better because of you. And this show is possible because of your partnership, your generosity. So thank you so much. If you're curious about, uh, what it means to be a partner with the the Katinas and with Katina Ministries, uh, please visit our website, thekatinas.com, and you'll find more information there. Well, guys, <laughs> here we are. 2024. Um, thank you all for taking the time to be here. I think this, this is only my second time in the office uh, this year, um, but I guess I'd like to hear from you all just briefly how your your Christmas and New Year's went, how your holiday season was. Briefly. 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 <laughs> okay, in one word, excellent. <laughs> it was amazing family time. Um, man, going up to the cabin with all the families was, was wonderful, wonderful experience. We look forward to that every year. But, man, I just can't believe that we're already in 2024 and uh but i feel like we ended 2023 with a blast i mean just with a, a momentum that we could take into 2024 so man from my end it was just uh all good i praise god for it awesome man it was good josh as you said it was busy december was busy um had met a lot of great people on the, out on the tour saw god do amazing things uh in me personally through through us and for other people for us and then had the week at the cabin or the four days at the cabin was awesome and i'm ready for a new year uh just starting out with you know praying about god what do you want uh what what do you want to do in me and through me this year trying to take uh, more time to find the the theme of the year praying and fasting uh, along with our family and with our church. Uh, so, yeah, and we, we go to the Philippines next week. So yeah. no rest for the weary, bro. Hit the ground running. If I'm being honest, Josh, I feel like I'm still in holiday season mode, okay. man. Um, so it was just really relaxing. And I love uh, working with with the guys, with, with you know your dad and your uncles, my brothers, because what we do is we commit. Um, right around November, we're gearing up, you know, just mentally, spiritually, and then just uh, the rehearsals going into the the tour. But we always know that at the end, we're going to have a solid two weeks off. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just all about family, being in the cabin, you know, up in the mountains. So it's been really relaxing. And uh, I'll just end by saying... I I always dread um, uh, moving on from this point, but there is some. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation. I'm I'm excited. I know that I've got to get my, you know, get my stamina up again, which that will happen. But 2024 is going to be a great year. Amen. Yeah, I I echo what uh, every everyone has said. Um, I will say, and I don't know if you guys would agree with me. I thought the rhythm of this, uh, the Christmas tours are always uh, very much a grind, really busy, and 
<clears throat> but the rhythm of this uh, tour was was different. I thought we had some space in between. Um, I didn't feel as exhausted. Um, I will say we <clears throat> we've uh, added something into um, in the area of, of self care. You know, mm -hmm. you, you get up in the age that we're at. Um, these IV drips, these these uh, infusions, shots, yeah. infusions that we were able to take a f two or three times this year. Mm -hmm. Definitely at the end of the year, yeah, I think those really helped to get to really um, tell a difference. But uh, but overall, man, just a great time with uh, family, you know, our kids, and uh, like everyone said, the cabin was was a hit again. So just Josh, looking I know forward you, to twenty twenty four. That's awesome, Johnny. Um, Josh, you probably have an, an agenda for this podcast, but if I can just say just uh, something about the, the Christmas tour, because uh, uh, when we were putting that whole Christmas set together, um, at one point, you, you came up with the intro for it. Yep. And uh, the first song we did was uh, Drummer Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, Drummer Boy has mixed reviews. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole demographic that love Drummer Boy and another demographic that they, they laugh at it, yeah. like Drummer Boy. Like, um, but but in, uh, not to spend the whole time on, on, on the podcast about this, but, but what you said, um, I think, man, just for a couple minutes to share with, with uh, the audience of the podcast, you know, the gist of, because you started that out with this, I mean, you wouldn't call it a spoken word, but it's just an intro and describing what was about to happen in the, in the Christmas tour. And I got to say, man, it was every night, man, it was, um, but it, it was a success. But I think it starts from the intro. Hmm. The introduction is so important. And um, so does that make sense? Yeah, just like, I think like, so. Yeah. Well, so I remember it was probably October, November. My dad came to me and said, um, I, we think we want to start the Christmas show off with you with a spoken word. And I don't, I appreciate spoken word. That's not really my thing. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, well, what do you want it to be about? And he said, well, the, the theme of the tour is gathering around the table which I was like, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. And then he said, and you're going to be introducing Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> and I'm probably one of the people, Drummer Boy's not my favorite yeah, Christmas yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, I've always th thought the, the, the idea of the song of like a little kid playing the drums for a newborn baby just in my head sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And I just always thought it was kind of a... Uh, like a, a song you'd sing in Sunday school or whatever. It wasn't really my favorite Christmas song, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to try and really dive in and do my best. And so I guess I just, um, the intro itself is just about what it's like to feel insignificant or feel like everyone else around you has more to offer. And I think I, I've definitely felt like that in my life before, and I'm sure a lot of people have. And so I feel like maybe I'm projecting onto the drummer boy. I don't even, it's not a true story, is it? But yeah. uh, I imagine the drummer boy, if I was a drummer boy, that's how I would feel. Yeah. And so, but the miracle is that he was still, his gift was still accepted, and we sing about his gift um, every Christmas. And, I think that that is um, a good representation of who Christ is and what Christ's table looks like, is that everyone is welcome. Everyone has something significant to offer. And my goal was to set the tone for the show that, you know, we don't know who's walking in the doors when the, when the Christmas show is happening. There are some people who uh, may be in really dark seasons, maybe feel... Um, like they don't belong, they, maybe they don't even know why they're at the show, and I guess I just wanted to start it off with saying you're where you're supposed to be, and you're accepted, loved, significant here. Wow, that's so awesome, Josh, because, you know, right after the Christmas tour, pretty much, we all went to the cabin, mm -hmm. and so I was just thinking, guys, about how um, there's so much joy in that cabin, there's a lot of people in the cabin, and 
there's games being played, and I mean, it's loud. There's music, and then the next floor, there's pool. People yeah, yeah. are playing pool, and then there's a swimming pool. People are, all of that, uh, all the activity going on. Remember, at one point, we all got it. Some of the guys got in cars. We went to a golf course, and mm-hmm. and but but to think about um, the possibilities that there's someone in that cabin that feels insignificant, you know, that feels like while everything is going on and I'm playing the part, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, Mm -hmm. but nobody knows what's going on in my heart. I feel lonely. I feel insignificant. I I feel like what I have to offer is not as much as that guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and yet you made the point so clear that all are welcome. And, and I think about God up there. The Bible says that his throne is, is on our praises. And, um, and then I just think about people down here on earth that we, we deal with the sin nature. We, we deal with feeling insignificant, condemnation, um, all this stuff that paralyzes us from going into our, our purpose, you know, um, so, so anyways, I, I said five minutes, but uh, no, it's good. a long way. I mean, I think there's people listening right now. You might feel insignificant, but sure. just a word to tell you, man, you, if, you, if you breathe the breath this morning, you have purpose. Mm, that's good. I'm cool. Um, thank you for sharing that, and uh, I appreciate what you said about the intro. I, I loved getting to start the show off every night. and um, Each night you got better, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember our first show, which was in Murfreesboro, uh, my little speech was a little over 90 seconds. And so it was long enough to where if I really wanted to deliver it right, I had to memorize it. I did not have it memorized in Murfreesboro. Wow. Um, and I, so there, there's a thing called a confidence monitor, which if you're on stage, it has the words up for you. So I was like, okay. It's supposed I, to give you confidence. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I had like 50% for sure memorized. Yeah. But the last half of it, it was like yeah. kind of hazy for me. So I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to use the monitor for the last half. Well, when I started giving it, get, started my speech in Murfreesboro, the words were not on the screen. Oh, and I was like, okay, I have about 45 seconds memorized. They better be up by the oh, time. And, and, but I was so nervous while I was giving the speech. I'm like, God, please let these words come up. And th- yeah, thankfully, they did eventually come on. But. Wow. Well, um, Dad, I, th- I wanted to talk about this. And I think you mentioned it, um, it when you were talking about um, your holiday season. But one thing that I know is some people like to do to start off their years, they start the year off with a fast. I know our church is doing a 21-day fast for the first 21 days of the year. And uh, this morning, I was reading in Matthew um, where Jesus, after he was baptized, went into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days, and he was tempted in the wilderness. And so it's kind of been on my mind. But I'm curious from you guys what your understanding is of fasting, what's the purpose of it, um, and I guess wh- why do you think the beginning of the year is such a common time for people to say, okay, I'm going to fast for fast to start the year? Yeah, awesome, Josh. So we grew up fasting, right? I mean, as little kids, um, I'm not sure we did it the best way. I mean, I remember <laughs> sitting in school at second grade and just feeling like I was going to pass out and my teacher saying, what's going on? I'm like, oh, my family's fasting, you know, and I mean, grandma and grandpa meant well, you know. Um, And so as I I, I would say that I don't fast as much as I probably need to, uh, not only for spiritual reasons, but even physical. I think there it's scientifically proven that you know, fasting and detoxing your body is a good thing. It's a, it's beneficial. Uh, I can even feel less inflammation. Uh, I'm not doing the 24 hour fat. Uh, I'm just fasting every day. Um, but I think fasting, you know, there in, in the Bible where it says some things are not moved by prayer unless you pray and fast. And in my mind, I don't know if it's necessarily that things change as much as I change because I'm spending more time uh, uh, seeking out God 
And I mean, God is always God. He's always doing the right thing. But I think as a human, sometimes I just start doing my own thing. But when I fast, if I'm fasting, I think with the right intention and the right motive, uh, when I get hungry, which I do, it just, I'm, I, it, it's an opportunity. It's a reminder to pray. Uh, it's a reminding that it's a remind. You know, when the Bible says we live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. I mean, that's a hard, that's a daily thing, and a lot of times uh, for me personally, uh, my coping is to eat. Like if I'm stressed, oh man, let me just get, let me just eat. If I if I'm anxious, you know, food makes me feel better. So while I'm fasting, it it, it awakens. I think my spirit man to where I'm not just numbing it with food, but to what's, and it's not always good. It's, it's almost like for me, it's, it's a God, it's a shedding light on things that need, that are just kind of buried under just habit of, well, it's breakfast, yeah. uh, it's, it's lunch, it's dinner. So I think again, fasting, I don't necessarily, I don't know if it changes God. I know it changes me. Um, and, uh, I think an intentional fast for at the beginning of the year, whether it's a day or three days, I know some, I meant just talked to another brother who they, he just opened up with fasting, just liquids for three days. Obviously our church is for 21 days. Some are fasting, are doing liquids, some are doing a meal, some are doing social media. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that it's, it's just in dying to my flesh yeah. is basically, I believe what it is. Yeah. I think that's what you ended on dying to flesh is something that is always stuck stuck with me. You know, so fasting is not a uniquely Christian thing. Um lots of religions yeah. fast. I think the most famous fast is Ramadan. The Muslims they fast during the month of Ramadan. Um I've always thought that was an interesting fast because I could be wrong if you're a Muslim and you're listening and I butchered this, I'm sorry, but I believe they fast from sunrise to sunset mm -hmm. for a month. Mm -hmm. And when the sun sets, everyone gathers together and they feast, they eat together mm -hmm. during the month of Ramadan. And I think there's something about, I could see how corporate fasting could be, it brings you together mm -hmm. because you're all, if you're fasting with someone else when you're hungry, you know, okay, my brother's hungry too. My, my, my dad's hungry. My, there's something, but there is something that, like I said, it's not uniquely Christian. So there must be something in human that recognizes the the purpose of religion. We have religion because we know something's wrong in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And if denying the flesh makes things right. <laughs> We must understand that there's something about our flesh, our carnal desires, that leads to evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I think the practice of denying that, even in something as it can be somewhat symbolic of, okay, I'm not going to eat for however long. Um, I do think there is something that feeds your spirit when your when your flesh is suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I have to think that maybe God, there's something um, to that, and that there's two parts of of a human being: the flesh and the spirit, and that when one is suffering, the other's thriving. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so those of you who are starting the year off with the fast, um, I'm in prayer with you, and mm -hmm. um, I I encourage you to to hold strong. So, yeah, I love um, the idea of um, the fast that. Uh, I think most churches, maybe I know churches that we've been around or have uh, been a part of uh, as they start the year off, uh, it uh, kind of jump starts the, uh, the the gets you into the position for clarity, and um, you know as like Joe was saying, I mean when we as we sacrifice things, uh, uh, convenience, uh, things that we tend to go to for comfort uh, that satisfies our flesh, man, we, we give, we, we're giving that up. Uh, the other part of that is uh, we then realize that, man, we, we can do, with, do without a lot of these things. I mean, there's some things that I'm fasting from uh, that are not necessarily uh, 
I'm fasting from from a couple meals a day, but even beyond that, just some some things that I tend to uh, I feel like I have to do just yeah. to because they're accessible. And so um, I'm just looking forward to uh, as we go through these next three weeks, um, believing for some some things spiritually um, for relationships and other things that I'm just praying and believing God for come through that's great uncle um well i'm going to change the subject a little bit you i think uh someone mentioned this but at the cabin last week this was the first time i've ever done this with my dad and my uncles we went golfing Mm -hmm. and we're not a golfing family (laughs) or i should we're not we are now (laughs) we didn't we nobody grew up playing golf um, We're novice. I started that way. Uh, really, I'm still in like my first year of golfing right now, um, and I've I've grown to really enjoy it, and um, it's been just a fun, I guess you could say, hobby that I've gotten into. That it's kind of an escape for me, and um, something for me to to set goals for. And yeah. but this. I have to say, at the cabin when we went golfing, it was the most fun I've ever had playing mm-hmm. golf. I played with, I think there was 10 of us. Uh, me, Eli, and my dad played together. That it was fun <laughs> just being out there with you guys. And I know you guys are not expert golfers. Um, the one I know Uncle James' dad and Uncle Yeti went. What was your guys' experience like? And if you could tell me one thing, one lesson you learned on the course, it doesn't even have to be about golf, because I feel like I learn a lot about life on the golf course. Yeah. I'd like to ask you guys, is there anything you took away from it? I'm not sure if I learned anything, <laughs> but uh, it was really fun. And um, I was actually paired up with, well, it was we, we were actually like a foursome. It was uh, me and Jackson and then Jet and River. So they, they had their own cart. And, but we were kind of always together, and I think that's what made it fun. <clears throat> um, I, I I did learn a few things, and shout out to to Jackson um, because he's he's been really good at at uh, just giving me a few things that he's he's like you. He's only been at it really for about a year. So uh, a few days before we went to the cabin we went out to what's called the little course mm-hmm. and it's a little course which was perfect but uh we started off on the the range just and he just gave me a few tips and that was enough for me to just focus on that and so i th- i think it it became even more fun because i felt like things were connecting like um you know if you were on a par 3 or a par you know whatever the distance was there were some things that were starting to to connect with, okay, use this club or use this iron, um, but but right now for me it's just uh, just being with with Jackson or the other day being with uh, uh, my my nephews Jet and River. Uh, <laughs> the 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 thing kept dinging. Uh, you're 45 minutes behind schedule, <laughs> right? And by the end, I think we were well over an hour. Oh, Luckily, but, but it was yeah. cold, so nobody no, else. Was no, on the we course. we had our, we just had the best time. Uh, it was a beautiful course. I've, I've, I mean, I think it was a beautiful yeah, course. It was. And uh, just again, just just having you know five hours with the people that you love. Um, the other thing, it I, I think most people would say this about golf is <laughs> it requires a lot of patience. Certainly, yeah. But I had fun. A lot of patience, and you have to have a good amount of funds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, Josh, um, and I, I had golfed before a handful of times, you know, but, uh, but I had a blast. Um, and I was originally going to be paired up with uh, Carson and Javon. And uh, Javon had had a long day of work the day before, so he kind of had to bail. Um, but just Carson and I, we we ended up only golfing uh, nine holes versus eighteen. Because uh, the night before, when we were talking about going to golf the next day, um, somebody said, "Man, I think we should just do nine holes." And I said, Let, "Let's just wait to see how we feel, and then we'll decide." 
well, uh, whole uh, seven came up, and <laughs> both Carson and I looked at each other. We were like, nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but uh, so Carson is a young man that's uh, dating Callie. Uh-huh. And um, I got to tell you that my uh, relationship with him before golf versus after the nine holes, mm. I felt like, man, I, I got to, to, to know him. Mm. Uh, a lot of questions were, were answered. Uh, but for me, you know, guys that uh, are dating my daughters, you know, some are, are married already, but uh, I, I feel like I'm always looking for the same things. Is he dependable? You know, what, what, whatever else. But the nine holes of conversation that I had with Carson was uh, – it was very um, filling, and um, I, I kind of look forward to taking up the game of golf for mm. that, mm. because I think when you're out there in the nature, yeah. I think it's easier to to uh, cut out yeah. or zone out uh, other distractions that you know that I'll get back to them once this this is over, you know. But but it was easy to just focus in on that one conversation, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I agree, Ati. Uh, I think the biggest lesson for me is humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember talking to my a friend of mine who I talked to, and he he kind of golfs, and we were talking about something, and he he heard I was going golfing. He said, "Well, Joe, you told me that uh, you need some humility." He said, "Bro, you're gonna get it." <laughs> and I I think for you know. I, me personally, I don't like to do things that I'm not good at. And the few things that I do, I'm good at. So that's why I do it. And I, I want to get better at what I'm good at. I think golf, I, I don't think I would do it if it wasn't with my sons or my, you know, like, because you, Eli and Josh both told me, Dad, this is the most fun we've had. And I'm like, really? Do you? They weren't frustrated with me. So I think it was just being together. But I have also felt like, man, this is really good for me to just – be the worst i and i'm not sure if i'll improve because i'm so bad like i'm gonna take lessons uh but and i, I think there's something in me that wants to improve like because i don't want to be like just horrible the whole anytime we go to golf but i think it's uh because i went golfing with you in the summer and i didn't even attempt i just said yeah. no i just ride along yeah. and i almost did the same thing this time uh-huh. because i was like no i'll just be with you and jack said uncle we got room you should just golf uh-huh. So it, it, uh, humility is good for me. So that's what golf also, brings. Also, another lesson, uh, and I think you, you use this, Joe, in, in some of your talks, it's, it's uh, ask for help. Mm, you know, yes. like, like if, if you want to get better. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're treating the game as just a uh, leisure thing, that's cool too. But if you want to get better, you got to ask for help. I mean, I, I think we all would benefit uh, astronomically if we, if we got an hour or two hours with a pro. For sure, yeah. And it, he might say, first of all, you're using the wrong club. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, this is my, again, my, uh, the, uh, what's it, what is it? The, uh, I don't even know, the word is escaping me right now. Uh, it's not compulsive. Uh, but I, I woke up this morning with a, this thought, Jackson has a simulator. He's going to be so much better than all of us. Yeah. I got to get a simulator. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What, what is that? What is that word? Uh, Covet? Envy. <laughs> envy. Yeah, envy. Like, oh, <laughs> if we're going to keep up with Jackson, I, we got to get simulators. Yeah. So it's funny. So I actually went to Jackson's uh, two days ago to play on the simulator. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Man, Jackson's gonna be so <laughs> much made, better than man. me by the time, by the time spring comes around. And uh-huh. but it, I'll, I'll learn from him. And I do want to say something about what you had to say, Uncle Yeti. I think there's something about golf. It definitely is a social sport, yeah. but there's something about it that can break your walls down a little mm-hmm. bit. I think it's one being in nature, just mm-hmm. that has an effect on you, and then being humbled like yes. people see oh this guy's not good <laughs> like you're you have to be vulnerable yeah, like, yeah. guys i'm not good at this <laughs> and there's something it breaks walls down so where you're more honest with it, there's an a very the ball doesn't lie you yeah. have to be honest if you didn't hit it right it's not gonna yeah. you're not gonna get lucky yeah. <laughs> and that's so true eli you know eli man he had all his golf gear yeah. on i mean like i was like man look at ian when he goes to swing he looks really good 
And there would be one hole where he would just crush it, like yeah. straight, and he'd be like, and he wouldn't say anything. And the next hole, I'm not even going to say what he would say after the <laughs> bang. Yeah, I saw that too. It's a roller coaster ride, yeah. man. Yeah, like Carson, he had some nice tee offs, and then, and then uh, other times it was like, whoa, you know. It was buns. <laughs> it was funny. So Uncle Yeti and Carson were playing behind me, Eli and my dad. And on one of the holes, I think it was like the eighth hole, we decided to wait and watch uh, Uncle Yeti and Carson tee off. And they both just yeah. duffed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we we're like, oh, it's all right. So we drive to the next hole and we're getting ready to tee off. And all of a sudden we hear their cart coming behind yeah. us. And I'm like, man, they're already done. And Carson says, that wasn't our hole, Josh. We just skipped it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, we did that a few times. Yeah. You know what? So you guys not really, you guys really have played our name on six it. holes, not nine. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, or less. They drove by three. Yeah. That is yeah. funny. I did think after, at, like at hole three, when you were teeing off, I don't know what it's, we're 45 minutes into it. In my mind, I'm like, we have 15 more to go. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking when we drove by you. I was like, see ya, wanna, wouldn't want to be ya. What what would what would uh, eighteen holes like average? What should that take yeah, you? I mean, they say not, not to be a pro, but just like a I think about four player. hours. Okay. Like it also depends how many people you're playing with. Yeah. But I think if you're playing with like a foursome, yeah. they say like you should fifteen minutes a hole. Like okay. a lot of courses, they try and keep the pace of play up. So they say if you're at fifteen minutes and you're not even on the green yet, just yeah. pick your ball up yeah. and go to the next hole. But oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's not a game uh, to play if, if you're in a rush. No. If you're no, in a rush, no. man, you got places to go. Don't go golf, man, because mm, yeah, yeah. uh, you, you, you want to just take your time. The other thing I was thinking of, I think we all have somebody that we can think of that in our lives that always has an excuse mm. for everything. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, you're not going to do well with golf because no, no. if you always have an excuse, <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, man. By hole four, you're going to be sounding tired. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not a, a person that anyone would want to golf with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listening well, to that. And we actually had, we have like amateurs, they have the golf carts, which helps your pace. Yeah. Pro golfers, they don't have carts. They have yeah. to walk the whole way. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, so, and they do it way faster because they're not ch looking for their ball exactly. in the woods and stuff. They know exactly yeah. where it's at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it would be cool to be good enough to where you could walk the course. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I look forward Fun to the times. next time we get to do Me, Eli, and Jackson are playing on Saturday. We have one spot open if you guys want to come. <laughs> um, I guess uh, as we finish, um, I'd like to ask you guys, this is kind of a cliche thing to ask, but what's your goal for 2024? What's your it doesn't have to be a resolution. It can be if you want, but what's something that you're looking forward to uh, for your own life? Um, I want something you want to change or something you want to improve on. What is that? Hmm. I, I, man, I'll go because uh, clarity, clarity, uh, and and I feel like for me. Um, each year, I feel like there's been more clarity about the road ahead. Uh, before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about, you know, some of our, um, some of our, just what's on our plate as far as like things to con consolidate or um, trying to organize things to where we have an awareness of what's going on in our lives. Um, all, all of the different things, you know, I, I think it, you could have so many, what, what, what do they say, stokes in the fire or what, however that, uh, that phrase is, but meaning your life can, can involve a lot of different things. But I think that if, if you still feel organized, then, then you're, you're okay. Yeah. But if you feel like, Oh man, I, I, I mean, sometimes uncertainty comes just because of a, a lack of awareness of everything. So, um, and I think that um, clarity helps all of us. It just helps all of us to to know how, you know, to keep pursuing and and 
and like what things to cut out because it's just it's not productive. Um, so that's what I, I and and going back to fasting, what I remember about fasting was that it 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 was only like when serious things came up, it was like okay, the Bible says these things happen, but by prayer and fasting only by prayer and fasting. It's almost like another level of. Um, we're positioning ourselves, really, when we're fasting, we're positioning ourselves for, for a blessing or for clarity. And um, I remember when mom had cancer, man, we fasted a lot, just periodically fasting, because I feel like it's a posture where we're saying, God, this is not a normal prayer. This is serious, man. I need you to move here. And so I think that's what our church is doing, too, because the church looks at the foundation of our lives is our lives as uh, very Im important. Like whatever this foundation is, that's what everything else is going to be launched from, you know. So and man, I got to say shout out the Church of the City. It's yeah. a it's a place that um, I, I think uh, everybody can describe it different ways. It's booming or whatever. But I just say the spirit of God is moving in a great way. And uh and I just love the structure of our church. It's not built on one man. Anyways, um, I want to get Pastor Darren in here, though. On, oh, for, we need to. I wanna, I, Pastor awesome. Darren, if you see this, yes, yes. I'm going to be reaching out. or you re We'd love to have you here at yeah. the table. That's a goal right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, I don't remember the rest of my thought. But, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Uncle. No, no, no. That's Clarity. Yeah, clarity. <laughs> clar clarity for the road. Yeah, yes. this, that, that's it. Yeah, that's good, Jetty. Man, this is the first year in a long time where I, I think I'm, and again, it's still only the first week, but where I, I don't, my goal is to seize the day. Because um, I know there's going to be things, and uh, I think it's good to have goals. I, I, I'm not anti-goal. Um, but just with what I, you know, uh, at the cabin when Grandpa we, we got a call for our dad on January 1st. We didn't know if he was going to make it. And uh, I was sleeping through that night. I couldn't sleep through that night. I was anxious. I literally woke up expecting a text that, hey, at whatever, you know, grandpa didn't make it. So it just reminded me that, um, and I hope grandpa gets here. I mean, the goal is for him to come here for medical treatment. But I don't, none of us have control over that. All we have is today and I know I've been talking about that a lot and I don't know if I'll ever stop but for now it's just you know that worship song we love Yeti by Bill Hackworth mm. is it? seize the day I think there's a there's a reason why the Jesus taught us to pray you know give us this day our daily bread I don't think he was only talking about food especially when you're fasting what do you have for me today because I think if I can seize today and then seize tomorrow and seize the day after that, then before we know it, we'll be at the cabin. And hopefully when we're at the cabin, we're, we're in the moment seizing the day. So That's good. Both of those uh, resonate with me, you know, seeking more clarity, uh, seizing the day. When it comes to a goal for me, and I feel like this has actually started – um, mid last year, uh, it's, it's being available, just being available because there, there's a difference between a goal and your pursuits. And I, I pursue a lot of things and, and it's, it's part of, it's part of who I am. You know, I, I'm already, I've, I've got some things that I'm wanting to do with real estate and just different projects like that. I've got some ideas that I want to do with my family. And so pursuits don't stop. So for me, the idea of being available is um, it, 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 it requires me to really be uh, focused on what that looks like. So it's being available for my family, number one, my, my, my marriage, my wife, uh, and my kids. Uh, I've got five kids, and they're all in different phases of life because they're all very different ages. Um, you know, this Saturday, I'm taking 
uh, Levi to his, his uh, basketball game. Tonight is, is basketball practice. So even things like that, and I'll just be very transparent, there have been some things that I missed because of other things. And so part of being available for me is just putting in the work that, okay, I might have to reschedule some things um, because this thing just came up with Levi, but it's important for me to be available. We talked about golf. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, I, I, I'm starting to, to really like the game, but it's also um, an opportunity for me to be available because both of my boys love golf. So if, if that's one of the, the ways for me to, to spend three or four hours, I just really, uh, I want to be intentional about it. And so I think being available, it's like the journey. You, you, you don't ever perfect it. But if, kind of what you were saying, Joe, about seizing the day, I, I don't think the goal is to perfect it. It's just to be aware that, you know what, this is, for me personally, it's 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 what, because uh, I can reflect and I do a lot of reflection, and I in my reflection I see moments that I missed out mm. in my relationships. Mm. So my goal, and it probably is a goal that continues from year to year, is just being available for my wife, for my 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 kids, for my relationships, my brothers, and uh, so I'm looking forward to this year. I love that, Jimmy, just because um, what, what I'm hearing you say, uh, even without you saying the word, is um, priority, like uh, you're being available and then you got your list for who, you know, because like you said, the, the list of pursuits is endless. Like we, we get calls off, hey, man, you want to go in on this with me? Uh, you don't want to partner with me? And, and then but but if we're like prioritizing then, then, then we can give them a, a good answer. That answer might be, maybe not this time, uh, but, but hopefully uh, down, down the road. That speaks to me because uh, I, I think that our family, they've sacrificed a lot, you know. Um, there's so many things that I've missed of my girls. And it, it's not all bad. I don't look at it as all regret because... I'm telling you that my girls learned sacrifice too from that. They go, yeah, dad didn't make that. But, but there's a part of sacrifice that they see that we're giving to, to this thing. But then they also see that there's times where something very important to them, I'll have to come to the brothers and say, I can't make that because uh, I have to be over here. And I feel like uh, I'm glad because it's an understanding on all five brothers that Wait a minute, our families are not just like, we don't always say no because of, you yeah. know, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's just like a, a dance of just trying to uh, every day, Lord, man, just work out my priorities and help me to be available. I, I agree with that, Jetty. Um, you know, and just being in this room, this circle right here, um, we are all men that, that fight to prioritize um, and family is always at the top and I would say my my goal, um, Shelly and I have talked last several days about a lot of different things. Um, goals, prayers, maybe, goals and prayers um, kind of would be a combination of clarity, um, seizing the day, being available. Um, <clears throat> you know, being a part of a blended family and having... Uh, between between us, nine kids, um, pretty much all of them ex except for Blaze are young adults. Uh, one of the prayers goals, if you will, for us is to to be the parents that we're supposed to be for each of our young adults mm -hmm. at this stage in their their lives. That the the journey that each of them are on, they're all on different journeys. Um, you know, last year was kind of a a 101 for us in being our, uh, we're coming up on one year of marriage in a couple of weeks. Um, and I would say, I mean, it's been a, you know, it's been a hit and a miss in, in different scenarios. And so 
maybe more than a goal, it's, it's going to be a, an ongoing prayer for us that we're, we're available, we're there for them the way we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And the way we're, you know, we're there for one child could look different for another one. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, you know, a, yeah. a song and dance that's, that's going to be different. But I, I, I'm enjoying it because I think if, if we can be intentional, if we can do, do it on purpose, uh, I think it'll, we will hit the mark most of the time. Um, but it's been great. I mean, nine, <laughs> nine kids and even logistically just trying to prioritize, um, time, you know, yeah. with Shelly's kids in, yeah. in San Diego and then, uh, three of the guys who live here most of the time or who live here and then two of the guys who are in Chattanooga and Atlanta and it's uh it, it could be a lot but I think we're enjoying just like you know when when we can be with each one just making the most of it yeah. and it's I think James you said it's not it's never going to be a perfect situation but I think God really honors our intentionality and our um willingness to like try to try to make it work as best as yeah. we can yeah. finances involved there's time you know everyone's schedule is different but so that's that's a that's a goal that's a prayer and we'll see how it goes yeah. <laughs> uncle john i i think um i really i want you to say i recognize the the work that you and etty shelley put in mm -hmm. for your kids i think I'm sure that there's challenges that I can't even think of that come with having nine kids at different ages, different seasons, different yeah. challenges, and um, just a word of encouragement that I um, appreciate the effort that you put into loving your, your kids. And Thanks, um, Josh. I know that God will honor that. So, And I think as we finish, uh, my, um, I guess, goal for the year it's similar to from what all of you guys have said, but if there's a word that I could put it to, it would be awareness. Um, I think I've talked about this book a few times on the podcast. I read it last year. It's called The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. And he says, awareness is the father of creativity. Creativity is the mother of solutions. And... Um, I know that there's going to every day is going to present its own problems that need solutions. And, um, the, my, my goal is to be fully aware in every moment. And I think it's much easier said than done. There's so many times where I'll be in one place, but my mind is somewhere else. It's not focused on the present. It's not seizing the day. Kind of like you said that or being available, like you said, Uncle James, but my goal is just to be willing to to submit and be aware of of um, what I feel, what other people feel, um, what my wife feels, what what my wife needs, what I need, what my friends and my family, all of those things, which is a big task, but to practice every day being aware. Um, and I believe that the result of that is creativity. I'll be able to um, see yeah. things more clear, like and clear, have more clarity, and mm -hmm. and find um, find solutions for the problems that life brings. And um, and when things are good, I want to be aware of that too, and yeah. fully soak it in. And it's good, yeah. and uh, but I'm really uh, encouraged. Uh, just where I am and where we are as a family, as men, and as Katina Ministries, where we are and excited about where we're going, guys. And um, I'm blessed that I get to walk into 2024 with with men like you in my life and um, with a family like I have, a brother and a wife like I have, a nephew like I have. I love, mm -hmm. um, I'm just filled with gratitude mm -hmm. um, going into 2024. So, Thank you guys for being here. Man. Love it, Josh. I'm Thank you to man. read that book, uh, uh, Creative Act, yeah, by, by Rick Rubens, because he's a producer. Yes, you. So I, I, I'm interested to see what he has to say about. Yeah, it's that. a. I think you would really enjoy it, Uncle. It's yeah. A, um, I'll, I'll I'll loan it to you if if you really want. To. 
Well, I got to say, Josh, as you said, that um, you're, you're glad to go into the new year with, with your uncles. I, I can speak on behalf of, of uh, my brothers and, and our generation that we're proud to go into the year with you and with uh, um, the rest of your cousins. Um, I continue to be amazed at the perspective that we gain through you guys and uh, everything from knowing what's what is in today musically, because that affects what we do. And we, we, we've always wanted to be a band that, that has a, a, a voice that's relevant and uh, that we can let the young people know that we see them. We, we know your language is different, but nevertheless, it's, it's uh, just as beautiful. And uh, your generation, you, um, you guys make us stronger and uh, more prepared for what's ahead. Thanks, so. Uncle. We'll finish there. Thank you guys again. To Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. To those of you Love listening, you thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Deep inside the caves of this abyss, in the caverns of defiance, I can hear a fading whisper of the truth. Deep inside the scars of self-betrayal, in the crimson of my skin, there's a glimmer of redemption taking Survive. Deep inside the colors of your soul, in the spectrum of your soul.